Remember when Jamie Oliver revolutionised school dinners? Oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly all the life. delicious stuff. That's right. Scott Pape <laughs> is doing it with money. Uh, Scott Pape's Money Movement is a uh, series appearing on Foxtel. Starts tonight at 8.30. He joins us now. Morning, Scott. Good morning. Morning. Morning, Scott. Uh, this is a great idea. I reckon growing up in school we used to have um, the banking people used to come in and you have a passport, yeah. a little bank yeah. book. A passbook, yeah. A passbook and put some money in. But has that gone You're against it now, aren't you, Scott? Are you against it? Okay. Well, I mean, I just think that having banks in schools is kind of like having Ronald McDonald teach our kids about food nutrition. I mean, there's a bit of a – it just kind of doesn't work and the banks are there obviously to sign kids up. And so my view is this is the one subject that every kid's going to be tested on every day of their life. So therefore, in like the 13 years they're at school, we should probably teach them something so that they don't go out and make all the same mistakes that we did. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, going through. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at with the money movement. I do have to say though, um, when I opened my um, United Credit Blinky Bill account in primary school, um, um, I, I, I never put another thing in there. I think it was two dollars we put in it, and yeah. then I remember I yeah. think it was the end of high school. I think I got out like six dollars. <laughs> I put out of that. So that was better than cryptocurrency. And I really needed the money at that time. So that was my first yeah. time seeing about how money could grow yes. and compound interest yes. when you don't touch it at all. Yes. Well, I mean, you know. I, I think that you know. My view is that um, primary school, high school, if we can, if we can teach them this stuff, yeah. it just makes a really big difference. Yeah. Um, so people don't make those bad mis- mistakes when they graduate. Hey, so Scott, how are we going to attack this? Because in my household, I know my kids get uh, say money for birthdays or um, yes. some do some chores, and it is, yeah. and it is, um, it is done and dusted, mate. They'll walk down to Macca's when we're not looking. They'll they'll yeah. they'll go to the shop and just waste it. So how do you how are you going to attack this? Well, the good thing is is that you, you're actually doing something. So my view is that you have three jars. So primary school kids um, splurge. Yes. So we want them to actually make some money, do some chores around the house. Not too much. You know, three jobs that can be done on a Sunday. Three jars. So we have splurge jar because we don't like tight asses, right? We don't yep. want our kids to be misers. You know, we want them yep. to spend a bit of money. We want them to save up it's for good something. good for the economy. <laughs> Smile. We want them to save up for something that makes them smile. And then we want them to give. We want them to give some sort of money away so they realise just how fortunate they are. So it's that idea that it's not really about the money. It's just a tool to teach the behaviours we want. We want them to be hardworking. We want them to spend a bit of money. We want them to be able to save and we want them to be kind and grateful. Now, when we were younger, right, so if we mm. were saving up for something or, like, our parents would very rarely bail us out because they didn't have the funds to be able to mm. do it. But say, short in your house when you're telling your kids to save and then they spend all their money, they and still then they need, need pants, money for anything. Yeah. Then you'll yeah. still buy it for them. So yeah. what do we do in that scenario? Well, don't in many instances. <laughs> I mean, that's the idea. That The reason for me, I've got four kids, but the actual idea of the jam jars actually helps me actually have a conversation with them and say, I know you want that. Yeah. Have you got any money? You're going to have to do some more jobs, uh, whatever it is. It just helps me have a conversation with them rather than doling it out because that's kind of how you, you know, you raise spoiled brats because they just say, mm. give it to me. Yeah, um, yeah. You want them to be able to be working hard. And I tell you, um, a lot of wealthier and middle-income families have more trouble than this than obviously lower-income families mm. where they talk about money all the time. 
Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense in my ass. I, I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> it, it know how to get involved It makes sense, but it's hard to enforce, obviously. Well, well when yeah. they come to you now, for, yeah. for example, um, like, uh, you know, buying a car, right? So this happens to a lot of families. Um, yep. They start saving, they get to a certain point. Well, well, then a car comes available. Oh, I really want that one. I don't want it to go, and I'm short at the moment, but I'll pay you back, which ends up yeah. happening. But yeah. I don't agree, you know, I lost his argument in my household, for example, but <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with that. It, you can afford it when you can afford it. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I, I encourage parents to do is say, um, I'll match you dollar for dollar. Yes. Right? So yeah. if you can save up, you know, five grand, I'll, I'll give you five grand if you can afford to do that, right? Yes. But, you know, you've got to... Got to make sure that you can afford it, but then that and you got to make sure your kid doesn't save fifty thousand dollars. No, that happened <laughs> <laughs> to one of my friends. Got absolutely stitched. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> There's difficulties too, Scott, because you know, for from when we were kids. It was a pretty simple time. If you didn't have the money to buy something, you couldn't get it. Yeah. Maybe at best you could lay by it. These True. days, there's afterpay. There's credit cards. That's terrible. Um, and, and how do you navigate that with kids? How do you, how do you really teach your way through it? So what we've got, though, is that um, kids that are graduating school right now are the most heavily market, marketed to yeah. of, of anyone, right? So they've got afterpay, they've got um, credit cards, um, car loans. Everyone's targeting them, and yet we don't teach them anything, and we mm. wonder why they make dumb decisions yeah. when they turn 18 or 19. So for me, again, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm a volunteer. <laughs> I just really believe in it. I just think that if we can actually help kids when they're sort of teenagers to actually get some wins with money, hopefully then they say, I'm good with money, I'll make better decisions, rather than what happens now where parents of teenagers go, they're lazy, they've got no idea about the real world, and guess what? They end up proving it to you by getting heaps of credit card debt. Yeah, yeah. becoming yeah. really fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, That's no doubt about it. Scott, in Kalgoorlie, I started my first job when I was in year seven, right? Mm. Um, first paying job. It was illegal. It was illegal. <laughs> but going on to that, what do you think about well-monitored, safe child labour? <laughs> I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Part of part of my thing that I do with teenagers is I get them to actually uh, apply for their first job, so they have to sell themselves, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, you're going to flip burgers and you're going to get one goal. You're going to achieve one goal. And that, it could be a bike. It could be a tattoo for all I care. Yes. But you're going to save up for something yes. and you're going to achieve it. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great That's feeling solid. when you're able to do that. One, one, mm. one, or one of my boys has got a job at the moment. He gets paid 11 bucks an hour. It's weird <laughs> that he will do this job right. For $11 an hour. But if you tell him to mow the lawn for 20, 20 he bucks. won't do it. And say, yes. Isn't that weird? <laughs> because he knows that he'll get it from you anyway, whereas the employer <laughs> won't give him the money unless he does Hello. the work. That's a really good point. Very eh? good. Boom. Very Look, good. we're learning from you. We're part of the movement. <laughs> Hopefully you can get some federal funding here, Scotty, because yeah. this makes a hell of a lot of sense to get into schools. So that's the idea. It's actually run by the state, so hopefully talking to the WA government trying to get this in because I think it's just really important. So I really the, appreciate your help. Hey, Scotty, what do the banks think of you? Uh, I don't think they like me very much. <laughs> but again, uh, my view is that this has got to be independent. And it's really not about the banks. It's more about actually making sure that their kids learn this stuff. That's, that's yeah. the main thing for me. Hey, Scott, while we got you, and I was getting up to tax time and all that stuff, we'd love to talk yeah. to you another occasion. I'll just change. Sure. What's your thoughts on cryptocurrency? It seems to be, it's in the paper all the time. Yeah. People mention it around you. We um, see lots of people making yeah. big bucks from it. Just, sorry, I know you push for time, but yeah. No, no, no. I mean, funnily enough, I, when I wrote my book, Barefoot Investment for Families, I actually wrote in there years ago, um, you may be reading this in 20 years' time, where Dogecoin 
Dogecoin has actually taken over the dollar. Mm. If you'd taken that advice, you would be a multi-millionaire right now because yeah. that thing is rocketed up thousands of percent. I think that Dogecoin is probably going to go to zero. Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of scams around, yep. although I do believe that the idea that there will be a cryptocurrency that becomes the dominant um, uh, currency, I think that is inevitable. But whether that's Bitcoin or Ethereum, uh, it certainly won't be Dogecoin, um, but there will be one. It makes a lot of sense. But a lot of people now are getting in thinking it's sort of a get-rich-quick scheme. Yes, and yes. for me, that makes me kind of nervous yeah. because it's never easy to make um, quick money. Well, sure. I tell you right now, I've advice. heard from several people that in my life that have made a lot of money yes. from cryptocurrency, and mm. then they always tell me to do it. And I said, the moment I invest in that cryptocurrency, the <laughs> arse will Guaranteed. fall out. Guaranteed, yeah. that's the end of it. <laughs> well, it's pretty harsh. It's, it's already uh, fallen by about fifty percent last few months, so it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah definitely. Scott Pape's money movements on Foxtel um, starts uh, kicks off tonight at eight thirty. Uh, check it out on Lifestyle. Thanks so much for talking. Thanks, to man. Scott. Thanks, guys. Nathan. And Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.